You're listening to MOG Channel. guys welcome to my podcast this is mog channel where we help you to see real and practical christianity from god's word if you're new here welcome if you're returning welcome back today i am excited i almost said excited but then queen's english must prevail anyway today we're going to jump into what i call let me even check what i even call it again i think it was a very cool name so let me see yeah grief the body and our resurrection grief the body and our resurrection so like it's gonna be with a few twists and turns but it's still about what we've been like talking about if you've missed the last two episodes man you are missing you need to go and check those things out don't mess up go check them out okay then come back here all right but then let's just crack on so we're going to be like living today in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse um I think that's uh, from verse, yeah, about 13, yeah, 13, and then somewhere along the line, we'll have to dock into Corinthians to explain something and then dock back here. So, first, what did I just say? First, uh, was it first, second Thessalonians? First Thessalonians 4, verse 13. It says, but I would not have you to be ignorant. So, Paul wants you to be wise, to be smart, to be skilled, to have knowledge. Concerning what? It says, ignorant brethren talking to believers, not unbelievers. This is exclusive talk, just just for believers. It says, concerning them which are asleep. Now, remember I said, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? I said that Jesus, remember that when Jesus was on earth, that he saw the um, daughter of Jairus and he said, she's not dead, she's asleep. When she was dead, right? Even Lazarus. I mean, he told, said that Lazarus was sleeping. And they were like, okay, uh, if you're sleeping, it's fine. Now, he do it well. <laughs> he do it well. Then he told, told Lazarus is dead. And then he said, okay, let's go and wake him up. So, Jesus called the sleep or the death of believers sleep. He called their death sleep. It's not, he didn't. Why is he sleep? He's sleep because they wake up. Do you understand? They will rise again. That's why he called it sleep. So, here he says, I would not have you ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep. In other words, if any believer is dead or has died, they are asleep. They are not... Everybody who sleeps will wake up. You get... That's the concept. Everyone who sleeps will what? Wake up. So it is not a permanent thing. To be dead is to be dead. In fact, in another text, they asked um, Jesus right um the sadducees you have these sadducee guys i'm not going to mention the place go and search for it <laughs> but you had these sadducee guys who <clears throat> um sadducees don't believe in spirits they don't believe in resurrection they don't believe in angels and all that stuff and so they came to come and test jesus if you get and they said uh, my man had a wife and then he died and then the second brother had to take her to bear children for the first it was a custom in that time and then that one died and he, the man had seven brothers all of them died and they're asking at the resurrection which they don't believe in whose wife shall she be you know the reason i have so much drama in voice my voice is because of i used to listen to those things on audio so very dramatic whose wife shall she be and then jesus now 
said that they would actually be like the angels. They would be like the angels. Because, I mean, these guys did not believe in <laughs> what he was saying. But then, he now says something that when the Bible talks about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he says the God, is the God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, Jesus then said that God is not the God of the dead, but God is the God of the living. Are you seeing that? I'm not going to quote. Go and find it. Because a lot of you just listen to this thing. You won't. Go search your Bible. Search your Bible. Read your Bible. Do you get? But then it's actually in there. So he actually spoke about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as living and not dead. In other words, while others may, in quote, die, we the saints, we believers, those who have placed their faith in God, are not, in fact, dead. We may be dead in the physical, we may look dead because death, actually, James describes death as to be absent from the body or the body, how does he put it? Okay, he says the body without the spirit is dead. Should I find out for you guys? <laughs> says the body without the spirit is dead. Then now, so he now says um, faith without works, you know, is dead. Let's see if I can check it out for you guys. That should be, yeah, James 2.26 for us. The body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is also dead. <laughs> you see, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. So that's what he said. So basically, if you understand that, in the natural, body without the spirit is dead. Times when the spirit leaves the body, that's death. But in God's eyes, when the spirit of a believer leaves his body, that is a temporary arrangement. Do you understand? It's a temporary arrangement. So he says they are sleeping, right? The body may rust, decay and everything, but it's a temporary arrangement because that person who has left his body will still have a body. It may not be now. It's a future event, but he will still have a body. He will still live in a body forever with God. So it's a temporary fixture not something that's permanent therefore the dude or dudette is asleep <laughs> okay so it says i won't have a ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope so he tells us clearly that there is a hope for those who have gone who have slept who have left their bodies temporarily there is a hope and i've explained the hope the hope is that they will return do you get they will actually receive a new body you get they would or, or well we're gonna read that i'm gonna see the other side to it they're gonna receive a new body a glorified body and so that is the hope in other words they are not lost so anyone who is gone is not lost he's with the lord yesterday we looked at that day first they would declare that that paul would say to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord and then paul said you know he was talking about how much he desired to be to depart from this body and be with the lord which he said is far better right so you can see clearly that there's a it's a very very is a fixed thing that if you die if you believe I die there's a certainty you'll be with the lord right now he's saying don't sorrow like the gentiles who are the gentiles gentiles are actually those who do not know jesus that is the um how i put it in this context because we had the jews you know you have to know the use of words right okay is it, is it okay he, he didn't use the word gentiles he just said sorrow as those which have no hope so there are those who are not born again who don't have this hope that we have 
Now the question is, how would you, who has no hope in the resurrection, how how would you like react to the death of a loved one? Omo, you will cry for Africa. You will cry because you will not see all that when I see you again, see you again in hell. That's the truth. You know, someone say, I'm being me, I'm being ash. But it's the truth. People don't like, but in an age where people just love to, it's what sounds nice that should be said. It's not true. That's not that. The truth is that if you don't believe in Jesus, there's no hope for you. There's no hope. And the other side is that if you believe in Jesus and the person that has died did not believe in Jesus, then there's no hope. Then you can actually, maybe you can actually sorrow like the Gentiles do because that person is going to be lost to you forever, which is just um, quite sad. But that's the truth about this stuff. Then, as I said, I know that there's going to be those who say, uh, how would a good God, how would a good God, please, I've done plenty teachings. Go and peruse my podcast library and you will see things that will help explain those things to you. Do you understand? Uh, I've explained God's goodness and all those things and we are still explaining them, Sha. Can't exhaust all these teachings even till Jesus comes. We'll still be explaining. So, but then we have a hope. We have a certainty. There's an expectation we have, right? Now, what is the expectation? Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, if we believe, of course, if you know, um, that is, what is that text? Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you'll be what? Saved. And that was, that is the requirement for salvation. So you see, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, which is what we need to get saved. He says, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus. Them also which sleep in, who are they that sleep in Jesus? Those who also believe that Jesus died and rose again. You see that? So them also which sleep where? In Jesus. What does that mean? It means, as Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They sleep in Christ. They died believing in, in his death, burial, and resurrection. And so because of that, when they left their own bodies, they were with him. They are with the Lord. They are nowhere else, but they are with the Lord. Right, okay, so this also debunks all those ideas that people just stay inside the grave. When they, they, they stay inside, the bodies were in the grave or in the ground. And then after well, the resurrection, you now see them you now rise. Anyway, I see coming there. So, so, it now says, we believe and all that. Then which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Did you see that? It's not just that they are with the Lord, but that when he's coming again, he will what? Bring them with him. So, if he's coming, it's going to bring your dad, going to bring your mom, whoever has died, whoever has possibly brother, sister, uncle, those who have put their faith in him, he will bring them with him. That's amazing, man. That's amazing, man. You know, I, I recommended this book I I uh, recommended. That's this one by Jesse Duplantis, where um, Heaven, I think it's called Heaven, Encounters of the God Kind or something like that. Very interesting book. I think it was a place in the book where in his encounter with the Lord when he went to heaven he saw Jesus there and then Jesus was preaching and he was telling everyone else, I'm, I'm going to come for your mom I'm come. he said I'm going to get your moms your dads, your brothers, your sisters da, 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 da. now that's not Bible that's the song's encounter but it was quite interesting to see that, I mean, you want to actually go check that out very interesting book as I said before if you want it just message me on Instagram if you have my handle I think at the end of this podcast, it always plays. So, you can go check that out. So, he says he will bring them with him. Why? Because they are alive. So, I also want, let's perish this thought in our heads of death. 
Because there's this idea, once that body, you just see that body stop moving, beam. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. There's this fear and sadness and sorrow and whatever that panic that grips us once you just see a body stop moving. Like if you're asking a person die in front of you or whatever, and the body just stops moving. Hey, it's over. Of course, there's the option of resurrection from the dead. You know, you can always pursue that one and bring that person back, especially when it's the person has not been satisfied with life. You can, but someone even said, I beg, even it's not even up to even someone 99, it's not up to, up to you to tell to, to know if the person was satisfied with life. The person by himself or herself is one I would tell you, I'm satisfied with life. So, of course, there's raising the dead. Jesus told to raise this. You can raise the dead. Do you get now? Peradventure, you try that, didn't work. Where I say it didn't work, it doesn't mean it doesn't work, but you. You have not there. Uh, you didn't see it happen, Sha. I've been there several times. You didn't see it happen. It doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It happens. We've seen, we've actually had people in our ministry see the dead raised. I think, I think, I think uh, this is like two times now. Uh-huh. Young people, very young people, who have done it twice. So, I mean, that's happened. Do you get But if it didn't happen, you didn't see that happen, you didn't see that occur, or you didn't even believe it could happen. The point is that. God is telling us here through Paul that we should not be crying like Gentiles. Gentiles have no hope. In our own case, these people are alive and they are with the Lord. Do you get that? They're just not in their body. They are alive. You understand? He is the God of the living, not the dead. So they are alive. They are with the Lord. Just that they are not here. They are absent from the body. I have exp- I thought in, I think two days ago that the body is a house. So we have to, there's this thing in our heads that we have to start diminishing to believe God's word. Do we believe God's word or we do we believe our emotions? Hey, it's dead. My language is not my language. Well, it's my language, my native tongue. They say, Akpa. <laughs> and he's dead. You know? <laughs> Ew, Akpa. Or something like that. <laughs> uh, but he's gone. Do you understand? But then he said, and uh, there's all this terminology you use. Oh, let's lay him to rest. Lay who to rest? It's a lie. That's not the real guy. The moment he leaves that body, it's not him again. It's just you just know the body was a house. Just see how the body begins to hard, rigor mortis sets in, body goes cold on you, and all those. Ah, no, no, no. That's not the person. The real guy is gone. But the problem is that because we don't, anything we can understand is spooky to us. How can you? Ah, gone where? This man, I knew this man, I knew I held him. I thought you were holding a house, you're touching a house. The real person was in the body. You understand? That's the truth. It's It's hard to accept, but that's the truth. And that's the hope that we all have. That look, oh, that person is alive. He's actually alive with the Lord. And the Lord will bring that person with him when he comes. Ooh, glory to God. See verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. So he said, we're not saying unto you from our heads. By what? The word of the Lord. That we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede them which are asleep. So he's saying that when the Lord comes, there are some of us that will not have died yet. Glory to God. Uh-huh. Some of those that we caught that will be here when the Lord returns. He says, We will not precede them which are asleep. We are not going to come before those who are asleep. What's he talking about? You, well, look at verse 16. It says, for the, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Oh, glory. This gets me on fire. With a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So when he says that we shall not precede them or come before them. What is he talking about? He's talking about the first fact that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, remember he said that he said that the Lord will bring those who have slept with him when he comes. 
So that so verse um, 16 describes that event that when the Lord comes, he says the dead in Christ shall rise first. So shall rise first does not mean that they will not be in the ground and then they come out of the ground. No, shall rise first is the word is for resurrection. Do you understand? In other words, they shall resurrect first. You know, there's different kinds of resurrection actually. There are different kinds of resurrection. There's the person, for example, who dies and you raise him back from there. That's resurrection. He was resurrected from the dead. You understand? But there's also the resurrection at the last day. There's a resurrection when the Lord comes. And that resurrection, we're going to see shortly. We're going to see shortly what that means. Because now it says, Dead Christ shall rise first, shall resurrect. What does that mean? Well, remember we, just, we spoke about the hope. And the hope is that you would, that your body is, your, the living of your body is only a temporary event. It will actually, you will come back to a body. Yeah, but the body has decayed, it doesn't matter. It's not, and it's not going to be in that state. It's the new glorified body that to be. So he said, Dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we be ever be with them. So now this doesn't give you the full picture. And that's the thing about the scriptures. You must read everything to get the full picture. This doesn't give you the full picture of what really occurs. So I thought it necessary to pop into Corinthians because, in fact, 1 Corinthians 15, if you read from the beginning, gives you a very concise um, explanation of all this. But that's not what we're going for. So, but we're coming from, I think that's from 15 verse 50. Yeah. Because we want to explain a few things in Thessalonians that um, are not exactly clearly explained. So, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 50, it says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. What is flesh and blood? Man in his corrupt, normal state. Flesh and blood, right? Cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Now, it's going to be something that is going to be like, it's quite interesting when I was looking at the flesh and blood. Do you remember what I was saying about uh, flesh and blood? How, um, remember when Adam saw Eve, he said, what is what flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. Remember that? Aha, flesh of my flesh. He didn't say blood of my blood, he said bone of my bone, right? Then Jesus comes <clears throat> and says, touch me. Let me even, let me just flesh and bone. This kind of thing, just search them out. So Genesis 2, 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So no blood mention. Um, so and Laban said, bone of my flesh. Okay, so anyway, Let's go down to verse, okay. Luke 24, verse 39, right? Behold, my hands and my feet, this is just, that, that, this, that is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see me have, right? Aha. Then Ephesians 5, verse 30, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. So, there's well this is a i won't call it a theory because the theory is like it's not maybe it's still in the works but then i also will not um come out to teach it as like this is a proven proven kidney but there's the allusion right that in eternity or at the resurrection it's not going to be flesh and blood you know notice says flesh and blood cannot because here first Corinthians 15 verse 50 says now flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god neither does corruption inheriting corruption so there's something about that blood thing in there that is uh that is not it ain't sitting well with us you know 
because we've seen flesh and flesh and bone, flesh and blood, flesh and bone. So, what did I just say? Flesh and does it blow? No, flesh and bone. So there's this idea. It's not really an idea. It's if you look at scripture, it looks tangible. But as I said, I'll just put it there as a clause. You know, an, op- an opinion, not really scripture yet. <laughs> when I am very, very, very concrete, I'll come out and say this is what it is. But there's the very strong um, point that to that fact that blood will not be part of our new bodies. It will be something else. It will be life or something like that. You get this is not no, that, that's not it's not a deal breaker whether it's blood or whatever I don't care. But then there's a you get what I'm saying. There's an idea there somewhere about that. Anyway, um, so it says flesh and blood does not inherit inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit in corruption. Verse fifty one. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. You know what sleep means already. But we shall all be changed. Are you seeing that? we shall not all die but now look at this we shall not all die that is or sleep that is not everybody will leave their physical body in death but we shall all be changed in other words those of us who remain and those who have left right in death all of us will what be changed verse 52 in a moment in the twinkling of an eye in other words just like that at what the last trumpet so What's he saying? At that last trumpet, look at, oh, man, it's like I'm getting ahead of myself. At that last trumpet, remember what we just read, right? they said the dead in Christ will be raised first. See what it means that it's not just that Christ will bring them with him, but the raising, this is what the raising means. In the moment, in the twinkling of the eye, and at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be what? Raised what? Incorruptible. Are you seeing that? <laughs> Here it tells you what that raised means. They shall be raised with incorruptible. In other words, their bodies will be changed to a new body. It's a glorified body. The first time we saw this body was with Jesus, right? That's why he was saying, touch me and flesh and bone. Because when he rose from the dead, he rose and his body was changed. His body was changed to that new body. A body that does not cannot die. Incorruptible. Is not dead doomed. Has no sickness. No, nothing. Nothing can touch it. It can't die. It's incorruptible. You understand? In other words, in this state, the spirit can never leave the body again. Yeah, the spirit and the body, there's no way they can live again. You understand? And this body allows the full expression of the spirit. Oh, kapayada. You know, with this corrupt body, there are many, there are so many limitations with this corrupt body. The spirit, that's why, that's, it's actually why we have, there's so much we have to do to get the power of the spirit out, you know, physically through this body. But in that body, it's going to be like a breeze. My God. It says, shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Are you seeing that? So the dead first and we shall be changed. So when the Lord comes, right? At the resurrection, when the Lord comes, when he comes, he brings those people with him. And then what happens? We are all changed. We are changed. And Romans 8 actually tells us how that happens. But let's look at verse 53 first. For this, in, for this corruptible must put on incorruptible in corruption and this mortal must put on immortality do you remember what we were reading where um i think it was what was that piece we were reading where it said that um we're not praying or we're not saying that um this body should be removed or something that we should leave our bodies but that we should be clothed on with life i think we spoke about that yesterday we should be clothed on with life in other words it's not we're not going to leave our bodies for us who are who remain in the world we're just going to be changed like 
Bim, you're just going to realize the, the spirit inside you will just change this body that is corrupt. Pam, will just transform your, you understand? I think, yeah, I remember what we were reading. Lowly bodies. Thank God for such. Ah, didn't get it. <laughs> uh, let me see. Ah, can't get it. Can't find it. But <laughs> you get like he will transform your lowly body. It's going to be like bam, in the twinkle of an eye. Bam. It's going to be from the inside out. It's for this corruption must put on in corruption and this mortal must what put on. So I see it's going to be something that happens to it. It will be, it will be life superimposing on this corrupt flesh. Are you seeing that? Yes, it will be life, the life of God in us, forcibly changing this corrupt flesh to incorruption. Oh, glory to God. Yes, forcibly. That is, the body has no option or no choice. He says, this mortal must put on what? Immortality. He says, um, okay, so, he says, verse 54, so when this corruptible shall put on, um, shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is what swallowed up in victory so that's going to be the end of death there will be no more dying again isn't that awesome <laughs> isn't that awesome has it that that is like oh my god so let's look at romans 8 um spirit that dwells in you as i said don't forget, I use Esau for all my Bible. Esau X. Esau, I think it's one of the best, as in best man. <laughs> okay, so look at this. Romans 8, verse 11. But if the Spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also what? Make alive your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwells in you. So he calls you, he says, your mortal body means your body is dead doomed. Death is already, is holding your body. That's why your body eventually has to leave the body because the body is in a state of decay and everything. The body, the Bible says that though the outward man, outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. So the outward man is perishing. It's dead. It, it, death already has its grip on it. So it looks alive, but it's actually in a process of full decay. And that's why eventually the spirit must leave the body because it's dead to him. But he says when the Lord returns, those of us who still have this physical body that's dead to him, that's racing towards decay and full destruction, is just going to be changed. And how will it happen? He says that by the same spirit that was in us, the same spirit that was in Jesus that raised him from the dead. Then when he said raised him from the dead, brought him back into his body and changed his body. That same thing will happen to us. Are you seeing that? That same thing, that the, that same spirit that was in him, still is in him, in us, will just change us. We'll just find ourselves, oh, I'm changed. Wow, <laughs> glory. Do you understand? Uh-huh. And then that's going to be awesome because those who the Lord will bring with them, you know, those ones are spirits. They are spirits. They are coming with the Lord. When they come, Lord, they also, when they come, they receive a new body. So all of us will be caught up. We all have a new body. <laughs> and we'll be with the Lord forever. And that's why. That Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 4, if you read the end, it says, Comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. And I'll just say this to you that when it comes to grief, right? You don't grieve in the flesh, you grieve in the spirit. When it comes to grief, and if you've lost a loved one, if you've not lost anyway, you still get them back. The lost loved one that has gone to be with the Lord and everything. It's this kind of scriptures that you meditate on, you think on, you remember. Why? So that you are assured of the certainty of these things. It's not a chance thing. It's not a 
will it happen kind of thing no it is a certainty it is more sure than your name the lord has literally will i put it sworn on this it's his word and it will come to pass so don't doubt it do you get if you are grieving you need to hear this thing you need to read those scriptures over and over again you need to stay on those things to really really help you to know that that person you meet the person again so all you're crying you're just crying because i miss you uh it will take time to see you again oh that's why you're crying you're not crying because oh jesus how will i see you again oh, it's over i will never see you again do you understand Aha. so guys that's it for today i just thought i'd share that with you and uh is there anybody out there who's grieving or something is up with you that you will just really take these words to heart and even if you're not grieving at least it's good because one day uh, your parents will not be in this world forever now people will die around you and all that stuff so guys that's it have a wonderful day probably continue tomorrow and bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there